guys. Today in the feed we have our Annie Mannion talking to Chris Patno. He's Senior Programme Manager for Accessibility at Google. They're talking about loads of stuff to do with the accessibility projects that they are involved in in recent months and years at Google. And by the way, he mentions both ALS and ASL. ALS, can't remember what it stands for, but it's motor neurone disease over here. It's that degenerative condition. And ASL is American Sign Language. Hi, um, I'm Annie Mannion, Digital Communications Manager at AbilityNet. Ahead of this year's TechShare Pro Conference in London, I'm chatting with Google's Head of Accessibility Programs, Christopher Patno, who will be speaking at the event about some of its recent digital accessibility developments. Hi, Christopher. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Um, it'd be really great if you could provide us with a brief overview of some of the great strides that you and your team and others at Google have been making over the past year. Um, firstly, I wanted to discuss sound amplifier. Can you tell us more about that and what it allows the user to do? So sound amplifier is an Android app built for accessibility. Um, all, of our, all of our accessibility tools are free, so this is one of them. And it helps people with, with these Android devices boost important sound and filter out background noises using their Android phones. So it can help you in a noisy room, for example. Um, users can customize frequencies to amplify certain important sounds, like the voices of people that you're with, or the voices of a speaker at a lecture, and, and, and filter out background noises. Um, what's exciting is this: in the past year, we released a second version, which we find to be much more intuitive and easier to use. Fantastic. And I understand that Live Transcribe has also um, added two new features recently, sound event detection and save transcriptions. Could you describe how these work? Yeah, so, so Live Transcribe is probably one of our most popular uh, new applications. We've released it in the past year. And the, the goal of it is to provide a, the option for someone who is deaf or hard of hearing to have a good sense of what's being said. And so what will happen is, the phone will take the voice that, that's being spoken and will provide a transcription of it right in front of you. It supports 70 different languages. And if you don't want to talk back or if you're not able to, to talk back, you can even partake in a conversation by typing a response back. So it's, it's not really the replacement of an, of an interpreter, but it's, it's, it's a good next best thing. So that's the, the core of the product. The things that we've added in this most recent update is the ability to, to save a a transcript. So you can take the conversation like a school lecture and, and, and save it out, take it out, and you can start to work with it. The thing that's, that's a, a pretty focused use case, but the thing that most people really be able to appreciate is in addition to transcribing speeches, you can see like when a dog is barking or when someone's knocking at the door, they're called sound events. And you can see these sound events and they're the little dots, the little squares at the bottom of the screen in different colors so you can recognize them and it tells you when it's applause or there's music in the background or, or clapping or laughter and um, it, these things are important to understand sort of what's happening in the world around you. Definitely, yeah. And um, something that we've been um, reading about is Project Euphonia and it has a great story behind how it came into fruition. Can you share what this is and how it came about? Yeah. The, this, this is a really exciting piece of research. Um, it was invented by a man, by, by man named Dmitry Konevsky. And Dmitry went deaf at one years old, and he was raised in Russia. So 
He learned English by reading it written phonetically. So his spoken pattern of English is not typical. Sometimes it'll be high, it'll be low. So it's this combination of deaf and Russian accents. And it's sometimes a little difficult to understand at first. So him being a researcher in speech, um, we created a model that allows him to be understood very clearly just by, record, by recording his voice using different expressions. The team recorded his voice and trained this model on it. And now we can understand him as well as someone who's worked with him for a long time, sometimes better than me even. <laughs> um, the, the neat thing about this is even though we designed this for him, the core technology of Project Euphonia can, be, can help anyone who, who has uh, non-typical speech patterns. Um, so one of the things we're trying to do by talking about this is to have more people contribute examples of a speech and that will allow us to create a model that works for more than one, more than many. Eventually we're going to create a, a model that it works for everyone or, or, or nearly everyone. We don't want to have to have different models. We want to have our standard model be good for everyone. And what's cool about this is we can even start expanding it in, into non-speech non patterns. So say, for example, there's a person with, with ALS. They can make utterances or even physical, physical um, expressions of their face. By understanding these utterances, we allow the, the technology to trigger something, so, or like a word, or even one of my favorite clips is that uh, there's a fellow watching a sports game and is able to trigger uh, the sound of, of a horn because he's excited about what happened to the game. So here's someone who can contribute in real time to the excitement of what's happening within, us, within the game really important to be able to take part and another tool we're particularly interested in is the accessibility scanner on the google play store um which has so far tested approximately 3.7 million android apps and with something in the region of 170 million accessibility issues having been identified um can you explain what app developers learn from this scan when they upload it Sure, and those those numbers are 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 are, are old. Um, I think we would probably be close to be over four million apps by now. Hopefully, I'll be able to have some updated um, statistics at TechShare Pro. So stay tuned for a live update. <laughs> okay, um, great. Uh, but in terms of the, the, what 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 the accessibility scanner does, well, it starts from the application accessibility scanner that that is a free application that you download on any Android phone, and will tell you on a per screen basis what. What could be improved in your application in terms of making it more accessible, like contrast, labels, hit target, and things like that. So what we did is we took that same brains of this accessibility scanner and put it into the cloud. So we actually run the access same accessibility scanner's brains on every application that is uploaded to the Play Store. And by doing that, we come up with a report and screenshots and recommendations on these things that could be made better. So by virtue of being on the Play Store, we do this on every application that gets submitted to the Play Store, whether they want it or not. And that gives them an opportunity to learn more about accessibility and learn more what they can do to make it better. The uploader then receives this pre-launch report, which includes the app, and then you can get a sense of how you're doing. We're not really ranking against one person or another, but you get a sense of your own promotion of progress in terms of making your application better. Because you'll know, you'll know how, many, how many recommendations you had in one build, you'll see how many recommendations you have in the next build, and you can get a general sense of, of, of your improvement. And um, can you tell us a bit more about the new font that you've introduced to Google Docs that can aid visual crowding issues for some users? Yeah, so we, we've introduced a font called LexEnd in, into Google Docs. 
and it, it, it was designed to be to be useful for students to help people who, who help people read. And what we've learned is that actually helping some people who are sensitive to visual crowding. So they weren't created explicitly to help with dyslexia, but they've really been able to, they've been shown to help um, some people with comprehension while reading. Okay, yeah. And finally, um, please can you share what people might find on the new Google Accessibility Playlist? Well, you, you, you find everything that we built on the Google Accessibility Playlist. And I can't say what's new because I don't know who, who's listening to this when. But what, the reason we created it is we realized it's very difficult for someone who's not immersed in what we're doing to find what we have. So we had a situation where the Chrome folks were doing their videos, the assistants folks did theirs, G Suite did theirs. And we, it's really hard for someone to find out about all of the work that we've done. So we aggregated all of these into all of these YouTube videos and we've created, and we've, we've got back in time to all the videos we've created over the years. And we've put them together on a single playlist. So you can go to one spot in YouTube and find the thing that you've been looking for, whether it's a trailer for assistance or how to use the assistant at the home or how best to use G Suite or Chrome. Or what's that cool video that we've just recently announced? And hopefully we'll have many of these as well. Sounds really useful. Well, thank you, Christopher, for sharing those highlights. And we look forward to hearing more at TechShare Pro in London later this month. And for people who are listening, Christopher will be speaking among a panel of experts on a variety of tech and accessibility issues, including ethics, disabilities and machine learning, and also creating a network of accessibility champions. And before then, you can read about Google accessibility developments on a blog um, on the AbilityNet website, which is www.abilitynet.org.uk. Go take a look. Thanks, Christopher. Hey, thank you. Looking forward to seeing you all next week.